East High. Hello, podcast listeners. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 3, senior year, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. And my name's Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 29 of High School Musical 3. Minute 29 starts out with them slowing down the last chorus and with by singing the la- end of the last line, which is reviews, and then I want it all again, while the chorus line is dancing, and ends with Ryan asking how. How indeed. How, how is any of this here? going to happen? How did we <laughs> well, get here? How did I get here? <laughs> exactly. Kermit singing um, how did I get here? I meant more like how did I get here recording the 29th episode about High School Musical 3. You agreed to do High School Musical. <laughs> I think I pitched it. Yeah, I think you did. <laughs> um, and look where it's gotten us. The other the other joke I was going to make was that um, this podcast is almost 30, the 29, 30. Ah. Like, uh, it's feeling like it's getting old and... Tyler, don't worry. We're you, like, you still have time to find love podcast. We're like 300. <laughs> <laughs> True. Yes. We as a podcast have passed 300. Yeah. We're ancient. Yeah. I, I will always bear it as a mark of pride that like at least our podcast is older than all the stupid podcasts that people started during the COVID pandemic early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've been running for like, much longer than that. 20- we were amateur podcasters before it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're getting to the end of the song here. They're breaking it down and it's getting a little jazzy, a little swingy. Sharpay is doing all these like swivel moves. There's fireworks going off <laughs> behind the statue. Yeah, in of the, the gym. The, yeah. Behind the those, statue. Of those Liberty. are surely special. Uh, not special effects, because that would mean that they were on set. Oh, yeah. They're CGI. Com- the Computer generated, yeah. Um, the most CGI in a high school musical movie? Probably. But the cool thing is, like, they still, like, fireworks are not that hard to CGI, so they still look pretty good. Although, do you think in the first movie, when they're at the fireworks show, is that CGI? Do you mean the second movie when they're standing no, the on the hill? No, the very beginning of the first movie. Oh, those, yeah, those were CGI. We talked about it then. Okay, so is that seems like it might have been a little bit more CGI, just in terms of the amount of seconds on screen. I don't know because there's a lot of fireworks happening here, and it's, I mean, it's we complicated because there's had, a lot of stuff on the screen. Yeah. We also had fireworks in the second movie, too. Weird. I didn't realize we had fireworks in all three. Baby, you're a firework. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Floating in the wind? Do you know that meme of, do you ever feel like a plastic bag? I know that that's a line in the song. I was trying to say the next line in the song. I don't know what the next line is, but. (laughs) I think that's something close to it. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. Yeah, when when one person tries to make a reference and the other person yes adds the reference and then it just stops there because <laughs> we don't know anymore because we we've gone beyond our comfort zone. It's not the Muppets or Star Wars, <laughs> so we don't know anymore. 
<laughs> so, so yeah, there is a lot going on on screen. Sharpay's like laying down on the ground at one point and a guy like flips behind her, but it's meant to look like he's flipping over her. And I think that's Klapow there. And one of the cheerleaders is also dancing around and Ryan is sprinted to the front with the chorus line and has joined the dancing up there. I was going to say, I'm glad that you were paying attention to what Sharpay was doing in like the back layer of the screen because oh, well, I was just looking in at-, at one point on her. Okay, fair enough. She, yeah. Sharpay's just sort of like hold it, like holding it tight yeah. at her spot. Like, Sometimes you're not the center of attention, but you still have choreography to like make it look like something's going on. Well, yeah, <laughs> and that's I what mean, she's, she's doing. still in most frames, so. But yeah, Ryan with the chorus line. He starts like he gets to the very end of the chorus line and he like grabs the 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 dancers' hands and they like start like ballroom dancing almost, and that's kind of funny to like to imagine like. One person on one end and then is just one person. And then the other side is a whole chorus line of people. Yeah. (laughs) The other kind of funny thing. So when Ryan gets down, they're like doing like a body wave cut. Not like arms, but like they're like rolling and they kind of a body roll. (laughs) I don't know what words are right now. No, no, you were right. I was just (laughs) and they roll into him like their movement kind of crests if we're going to keep the wave motif um, when he arrives. <laughs> Ryan said it's the right time to roll to me. <laughs> He's a big Delamitri fan. Yeah. And I really <laughs> Who's like... Who's that joke for? <laughs> uh, no one, not even us. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say I really like their like the pink boots it adds a visual break and like because if not it's pretty dark up front except for ryan's white suit which is pretty intentional like but their pink boots like help define the kick line a little better like it makes it pop but ryan starts running towards the center of the chorus line and whilst doing that they start shouting more places (laughs) um i was just gonna say real quick don't stop make it pop just another pop song that we can reference thank you um that's kesha Kesha. though right yeah yeah um (laughs) so they Uh, sharpay shouts paris ryan shouts london sharpay shouts rome and then by the time ryan gets to the middle he shouts both toronto and L.A. Yes. And I guess Toronto... I think Toronto, it gets pretty funny at a certain point. Yeah, like, <laughs> Toronto is a funny one. Because, I mean, they do have, a, like, a pretty good theater district there. They are known for bringing in some good shows. Like, if you're going to be doing an international tour, like, you're obviously going to go to Canada. Yeah. And if you're going to go to Canada, you're either going to go to Toronto or Vancouver, I guess. Yeah. Quebec City, too, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, like, if you're, like, really touring cities, or but if you're just sort of, like, doing, like, one city per country. Yeah, which is basically what they're listing, because then after that, they have Sydney, Buenos Aires, Tokyo, Moscow, Bollywood, and then New York City. (laughs) 
first of all, Bollywood, not a city on its own. No. Sharpay is just wrong there, but she's so excited to shout <laughs> Bollywood. And it also I think doesn't Bollywood, like, is a significant contributor to world culture. Absolutely. It's just not itself like a place. No. It's like saying Hollywood, but wrong. But even then, Hollywood, like, is Los Angeles. Like, it's metaphorically, like. Yeah. So maybe there is, like, a, a similar thing in India where Bollywood is, like, an implied location. But I've never, I never I've got never that impression. I've never heard that. Yeah. But she's so dang excited to say Bollywood. Like, she's like ever seen a Bollywood film. Ryan put the um, appropriate stank on his pronunciation of Buenos Aires. Yeah. Um, well, appropriate, maybe not appropriate. Maybe it's yeah. one, one of those things where, you know, th- you shouldn't try to, like, pronounce things authentically if you're a native English speaker. You should just pronounce them the, the way that they're pronounced in your language. People have differing opinions on whether you should say Mexico or... Mexico or whatever. I have no real opinion or knowledge in this, so I, I no, don't know. No how dog in that fight. No, <laughs> we have not. We we are not the people to talk about that. I'm just mentioning it. Like it's fun that he does it. We are classicists by training. <laughs> it's reminiscent of when they did Bop to the Top, and it was like a salsa rumba. Yeah, like. W- almost gusto. cultural appropriation thing and it's just like i don't know like if you have the right to do this but maybe like if the if the, like it'd be cooler if like they at certain points of the movie were speaking spanish like it maybe if gabriella's mom spoke spanish we like, brought on this up before more, or, like are they do they speak spanish did they have like a nanny growing up that taught them spanish? like they live in New Yeah, it's Mi- possible. Yeah, there's there's possibilities here, and we've kind of talked about this, but it has been a minute since we have. But, like, this theme of Spanish pronunciation has occurred before. Yeah, it's a, it's a West Coast thing. People are more used to pronouncing things in the closer to Spanish pronunciations. And us on the East Coast, we're just like, English all the way. That was more of like a Wisconsin accent. I was trying to do, I was trying to do like Benedict Cumberbatch doing an American accent. Oh. <laughs> like, it's me. I speak in, with an English accent. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. I'm like trying to think. I, I, Dr. Sh- I guess Dr. Strange is where my brain should have gone, but it was going towards imitation game. And I was like, oh. I think that's right. He was British in that one too. I know that's why I was like, "That's not right." That's another Kira Knightley movie. It is. She doesn't have that many like big ones. No, but she's in a ton of movies. Yeah, The Duchess, which was also pretty good. French Revolution era. Moving on. Yeah. So, and then of course they notice? end with New York City. New York City, pardon me. Are you Aaron Burr, sir? Wait, no, sorry. Wrong. Just had a mental flashback. <laughs> I know. Every so <laughs> often, someone will for... say something, and I'll be like, Hamilton <laughs> quote. And I'll be like, man, that was the time of my life. <laughs> Not that I don't still like 
Hamilton, but it's not the only thing I think about forever and always. Yeah, it's not like I just get in the car and Hamilton is playing and it's just something that is absorbed into my life. Yeah. Oh, my God. Mom and I were driving home last week from work and we had the Broadway station on and Newsies came on and it was so exciting. Wow. You really seized the day on that one. Yeah. Was was that the song or was it? It wasn't that song. What song was it? It was the opening song. So what's the opening song again? <laughs> that's my cigar. You'll steal another. Oh, oh yeah, they're all like getting up and getting ready <laughs> yeah, to go to work. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's uh, carrying the banner is what it's called officially. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Did you notice that the the neon sign in the in the middle of the like beneath Sharpay, yeah. but like in the background, says Ryan and Sharpay. Uh-huh. And I guess most of the time when we refer to the two of them, we Sharpay say... Sharpay and Ryan. I don't know. I think Ryan and Sharpay does roll off the tongue a oh, little bit. Oh, it does, better. but sh- like what the so- what the movie makes us do is do Sharpay and Ryan. So even yeah, though because- it's in the way like that you want it to be Tyler and Condra, but Condra and Tyler <laughs> sounds better. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think figuring out the mellifluousness of... Certain things is always subjective. But yeah, it is kind of cool to see Ryan's name first in arguably the biggest neon sign in this moment. Well, it's like it's like an inception. So like they're in they're in like Sharpay is in Ryan's brain right now. At this point, yeah, because we were definitely more in Sharpay's brain earlier in the song. And I feel like once the weird Bob Fosse happened, we we went into Ryan's brain. So, like, she's trying to, like, incept into Ryan's brain to, to, to move, to, to use this lingo from uh, Inception. 2014? From t- t- 2009 is when that movie came out, Condra. Oh, my God. <laughs> Maybe 2010, but... Yeah, it's not what the word inception means in terms of its Latin root, but she's trying to plant this idea in Ryan's in Ryan's brain that like he's in charge, he is an equal partner, he is significant. So in Ryan's imagination, it's Ryan and Sharpay, which is why we know we're in Ryan's brain. <laughs> yeah. And we see Ryan in the front. Like Ryan is the highlight moment he's wearing the white tux in the middle of the chorus I did Sharpay is in the background just like moving her body <laughs> I don't know uh, how else to describe she's doing music video moves where she's just standing there like swerving yeah the the that movie actually does a really good job of like towing the line of like allowing Sharpay to like do the music video moves but not like overly gazing at her mm-hmm it recognizes that that is part of pop culture choreography, which is kind of what's being represented here. I don't think we mentioned it like in the last minute. She had a blazer on before, and it was actually a like a, a cut, like almost a goof where like we don't see her take off the blazer. It, it just like goes from her having the blazer on to like walking to the center of that balcony and then it, she doesn't have it anymore. Yeah. But it's 
I mean, the more iconic moment is her without the blazer on, and it definitely makes sense that she mirrored Ryan at first, but then for her to to remove it to dance, I guess. I don't I don't know why she would have removed it. The other thing I wanted to say was I'm I'm imagining what one of like the chorus line dancers was feeling about this scene because it is pretty early for like the sort of like cat pink hair like aesthetic yeah. like Oh yeah, e-girl did not exist really yet at this like point. Like th- that's not that's not like a a common trope of like that all stems from like anime Japanese like culture and not to say it didn't exist over there it just was not as widespread here yet like anime did not have its resurgence that it's having now in the same way that yeah it it did in the 90s it wasn't in that aesthetic didn't rise up again until a little later it it hadn't been um yeah like accepted into the mainstream the way that comic books Dungeons and Dragons and anime have now all been like pretty much yeah. normalized in mainstream culture. Yeah. When you walk through Times Square and have see a country cut crunchy roll ad, you're <laughs> like, okay, we're here. But no, the thing I was gonna say was like imagine if that was like on your sizzle reel in two thousand nine, like I was one of the dancers in high school musical three, like wearing a cat girl costume and then <laughs> Like if that was like your proudest achievement at the at that yeah day day and time like I mean you're working with a well respected choreographer on a very successful franchise like why not even if you look a little weird just like it was I, w- I wasn't even necessarily trying to like make fun of it it was just like the idea of like how strange of a thing can you get and it still be like pretty impressive like yeah you go to the movie theater with your friends and you say that's me that's me that was what i looked like in the movie and then they go like what yeah <laughs> so they break the line after doing a couple kicks and ryan yeah they were doing big kicks ryan sprints back up to go back upstairs yeah for the for the big closing note ryan is doing a lot of running here but we have some cuts, so it's like not all one take kind of thing. Yeah, we see him start going up the stairs, and then we we zoom way out. We see him hop over the railing, and then we get the last beat of the song where they hold their arms up, and the last fireworks go off, and everybody freezes. Yeah, the the classic pose, and in the wide shot, we see the chorus line dancers like do some poses. A couple are lying on the ground. There's oh yeah, like one's doing arms. the splits. Yeah, it's it's your pretty standard like end of big musical number show tune poses. And then we reverse cut to the audience, quote unquote, which, which was from the previous couple minutes with the people in the bottom of the circular tables yeah. with the marquee. Yeah, who were dancing, them. like who were the starting people, the break yeah. in the fantasy sequence, which I like that they were the first things we saw when we went into fantasy sequence and they are the last things we see in the fantasy sequence. Like that's our transition between reality and fantasy. And then we get back to the, the 
the the movie fades back into the the real marquee with the New York Deli special back and just to the regular reality. students. Oh, the humanity. Wow, we we know all the songs. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> all I the when, when most that, popular songs ever released. When that bit came up, I'm like, I can quote Eminem here. How exciting. <laughs> really, I know uh, that song because of Weird Al, so Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's really telling on yourself when you know the Weird Al version better than the the real version. Yep. So, yeah. So now it's just you know normal people milling around the cafeteria, and you and your brain you're going, oh, when they cut back to Ryan and Sharpay, they're still going to have their hands in the air as if they just did that whole number, but really they were just imagining it. And then, what did you know? It you cut back, and they do have their hands in the air, and they're kind of heavy. At least Sharpay is heavy breathing. Yeah, they're doing the post song, <laughs> which is always fun. Like, what whether it's exaggerated acting or genuine, I love it every time. Yes, yes, absolutely. I'm like, man, they worked hard. Look at their breathing. <laughs> Good for you for breathing. Everyone's got to do it. Yeah, so the song's over, and then Ryan sort of jumps out of reality. Well, well, Sharpay something says first she says like they love you or like see it's possible or like something affirming yeah yeah. and she's like (laughs) see our fantasy sequence was real oh see we can do it or something like that um and then ryan says wait a second i thought mrs d said there was only one no no miss miss d D. sorry yeah that was just you know classic force of habit everyone's a mrs but not miss d miss d I thought Miss D said there was only one scholarship. And then Sharpay, and this is where it gets weird. She's like, yeah, but we're twins, so they'll have to take both of us. That's not how twins work, Sharpay. Just because your parents have ingrained to you that you're one body. Like, that's wrong. That always bothered me. When you were in college, did you know any, like, sets of twins that were there? Not to my, I'm trying to think and I really, I can't think of any. I was thinking about, I knew a set of twins in high school and it was very important to them and to me that they were, while they were linked in some projects kind of thing, they were still separate people and like wanted to pursue separate paths and stuff. And I think a lot of twins, especially if they were subjugated to Dressing the same as young people. Yeah, I think when you're fraternal, like, different gendered twins, like, that identity forming thing doesn't quite become as distinct of a problem. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you still get lumped together for a great number of events in your life, but... Like, our, our twin cousins that we have, I feel like, are less... While they are lumped together in some semblances of the things... They're not in the same way, like, I knew identical twins, like, and they were always, it was like, some people couldn't tell them apart, and, like, they clearly wanted different, like, they dressed differently and had different hair set, like, I was like, how can you not tell them apart? Like, that's on <laughs> you! And I played softball with some, uh, with identical twins as well, and it was like, they were very different athletically, like they had different things going for them. So I think they were both fast, Condra. They were both very fast, 
but um, <laughs> one was a catcher and the other was an infielder. And anyway, yeah, but I, it is yeah, different for, when you for... become an adult and then you find out someone's a twin because yeah. you didn't like grow up with them knowing that they were a twin. Yeah, yeah, you're like, okay, you have a sibling, so what? Like, you're not the same person. And I think that's the, I think that's the thing that Sharpay is not getting is like. Why would they take the both of them? They're two different people. <laughs> and and well, I think for me it goes back to like the overall like it's a scholarship, not a not an enrollment acceptance. Yeah, and I think they're conf- I think the movie is conflating a scholarship to enrollment acceptance. I think there is an interesting thing like if Sharpay did move, like move to New York City, like maybe she would live in the dorm for like one year. But then she would be getting an apartment that her parents would be paying for. Oh, absolutely. And then Ryan would probably move there too. Like Yeah. Either They'd way, if one of them gets together. their foot in the door in New York, then it's it's enough for both of them to start doing stuff. Absolutely. And even if they didn't both go to Juilliard, like Yale has an incredible acting program. Like there's other options around that. Yeah, they could go to NYU. Like Yeah. Yeah. It's like the fixation on this just singular school's scholarship is, I guess we have the more perspective of like, yeah, go where you want and where best fits you. Like, well, I think the idea is it's sort of like sports recruitment is like, yeah, you can like go to a school and like try out for the sports team. But if they're recruiting you, like, that's true. Like you want you want the people to find you because that's what indicates that like you have that you're bringing something to the table and that like you have that value. So play for the people who want you there, Mm -hmm. not for the people who are waiting for you to impress them. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I, I do like that they start to set up the stakes for the movie a a little bit with a dialogue here, specifically with the idea that Sharpay says, you know, Kelsey always gives the best songs to Troy and Gabriella. You have to get them. You make her you you have to make her give them to us. If we want like if we want ourselves to shine in this musical and be the standouts for the show, like we need that song to be for us. And that that is a good a good basis for the drama of this movie to be based on like, okay, Kelsey's sort of caught in the middle of this fight. And it's not like the last movie where, I mean, I guess they did do it in the last movie too, but it feels a little bit more distinct. Oh, absolutely. Because it's not Sharpay was going after a song that was standalone, like presumably whatever songs Kelsey's writing for Troy and Gabriella are the breakout songs. They're the breaking free. They're not the bop <laughs> to the top. Was bop to the top written by Kelsey? I don't know, actually. Now that I think about it, like, we know what I've been looking for was. Yeah. Anyway, the the the, the stakes for the movie are getting underway. Like, there's the, everyone knows that they're all working together on the play, but now it's going to be who's the star of the play. Yeah. And who's going to give it their all? Who's going to be the star of the play? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> it did work. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you you got the beat there. I, yeah, I know what the song sounds like. But it was just funny for you to throw in your own. I like that it something that Sharpay focuses, though. She's not going to be the one leading this deception. She wants Ryan to do it. She said, you have to make her give it to you kind of thing. Like. Yeah, it's like it's like the departed, like Ryan's trying to trying to be a spy, but he's in too deep. Like he doesn't know if he's genuinely friends with the wild cats or just doing these things to get on their good side so that he can help Sharpay out. It'd be cool if like they played into that more and like Ryan had an identity crisis in the movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I guess Ryan's running back to Sharpay at the end of the song kind of shows where he's leaning towards now. Well, I mean, based on the whole song they they just did together, it's like, yeah, like right now they're a united front. Yes. Yeah, which we were talking, well, just to get back to something we'd been talking about in previous minutes too, like Ryan is willing to do something a little sneakier even though they are his friends and the ambition twinkles in his eye. Well, I think there's something to be said for like, Maybe he just wants the play to be as good as it can be. I think Ryan has gotten past the point of jealousy, though, where he, like, recognizes, oh, if this song fits better with Troy and Gabriella. I don't know. I guess they're not even talking about casting. Like, they're just talking about, like, who gets the good song. Yeah. Because it's going to be, like, a weird, like, anthology play or, like, a, like, a, like a sketch-based play where, like, there's, like, lots of individual scenes, but it's not necessarily telling, like, uh, an A to Z narrative. Scenes from high school, senior year, like... Yeah. Anything that students throw together in one month is not going to be, like, a story. (laughs) No, it is not going to be an Our Town or a Wicked. Wicked took, like, seven years. Yeah, a a lot of plays do, yeah, in their development. Okay, seems like we should save it for the next time. Yeah, we have more of this conversation continues in the next minute as Ryan continues to realize what Sharpay is saying. Yeah, so where can people find us until then? You can find us on Instagram at Amateur Nerds. Or on Tumblr at Wildcat Minute. You can also send us an email to amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite song from Newsies. Any of them are, are the correct answer. Except maybe Knocking on My Door. That one. It, it, the the Jack, ver, like the Jack side of the song sweet, but the, the vaudeville song is not great. So. Yeah, I was going to say, like, one of the vaudeville numbers would probably be the... <laughs> um. Miss L- Miss Meta Larkin, her songs kill. They're so okay. good. Okay. Moving on. I could talk about Newsies all day. I know. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. We'll see you next time to find out if Ryan will betray his friends. <gasps> You can bet on it.